Mana 3 Media. Let's face it, the world is just a messy place. There's probably not one of us that hasn't heard a lesson or some information at some point and said, hey, with all that's going on around me, what difference does that make? I'm Dr. Mike Courtney. I'm a counselor, a lifelong recoverer, a husband, a father, a business owner, a grandfather, and I love to ask this question, what difference does that make? Hello, this is Dr. Mike Courtney with What Difference Does That Make? A podcast that is a digital parable where we take stories of everyday life and talk about the impact that that makes on your life and how you can be healthier, happier, and perhaps more holy because of what happens in that story today. I am always excited to introduce you to my good friend, and producer, whoever thought I'd have a producer, David Wilkinson. Hey, David. How you doing, Mike? Whoever thought you'd be my good friend. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, uh, I, I appreciate the help that you give me in this. It just feels, uh, somehow it feels like there's more quality attached because you're here and you're a part of it. Well, there's a strength in numbers. Uh, maybe that's it. And uh, we're having fun. We are yeah. having fun. You know, in fact, I, I have to say, after four or five of these, it's a lot more fun than I thought it was. I'm it's, glad to hear I'm that. I'm really enjoying that. I'm amazed at some of the interesting people that have just presented themselves. I've just thought, man, that would be a great interview. Uh, I'm also excited about the staff members. Our, we have some great counselors at branches. We have 30 therapists across four or five offices. Today, one of our great staff members is uh, a young man by the name of Kevin Bolton. Kevin uh, has been with Branches for about three years now. He has an interesting background. He's a musician, and he works out of our uh, Bedford County office. But Kevin has a real interest in music therapy. And so today, he's going to teach us about music as a form of relaxation. I love that. I actually really enjoy having music for that very purpose so i'm really interested in what he's going to have to say and you also have a really interesting interview in this episode with a guy who owns multiple escape rooms is that right yeah you know that was just kind of a almost spur of the moment young guy uh kind of a uh, harry potter kind of guy i uh -huh. call him but he has developed this kind of industry of his where he has several multiple uh, he has multiple escape rooms around middle tennessee uh some in texas and it was just a fascinating interview about how that's a form of relaxation but perhaps how god uses those kinds of things to uh, help us to s step away be more connected with him find some resources in him that we didn't know we had mm. his name's jared Jared Dowenhauer. Jared, Jared Dowenhauer. Yeah. I, I love escape rooms, by the way. I've been to several, and I'm usually end up being a rat in a in a lab experiment. <laughs> I always, I've always made it out. I want to go on record as saying I've always made it out. <laughs> That's good. Or you wouldn't be here today. Or I wouldn't be here today. I'd still be stuck <laughs> in the right. escape room. Yeah, I had this impression of this prison-like, dark, claustrophobic. They're not. They're, they're open. They're fun. It's just a, it's, it's a great thing to do. So yeah, it's, it'll be a fun interview to mm -hmm. go through. So what difference does that make? How do we tie that into what God is doing in our lives or trying to do in our lives? Well, let me tell you a story. 
Uh, this comes out of the John book, the little book that I wrote a few years ago. If you're interested in it, uh, you can find that at our Branches website, branchescounselingcenter.com, or I think you put uh, something in the show notes. To yeah, I'll leave a link for the listener. Good. Here's a story from the John book. Uh, college roommate, he and I were, were double dating with women who both happened to turn into be our wives. We ended up marrying uh, Doris and his wife's name was Honeybee. Uh, this was this shows you my age, but this was back in the day when the ATM machines just came out. Okay. I mean, brand new. They called them in Nashville, Tammy the Timeless Teller. Really? Yeah. And uh, so, so Paul and I, we, we were, were college kids, we're poor. When one of us would get a $20 check from home, then the, all four of us would go out. That was a big deal. We got yeah. a little money, we're gonna go out. So we, Paul gets some money from home and we're gonna go out, the four of us. It's gonna be great. Our, our girlfriends got dressed up. They're excited, Friday night date. We don't get to do this very much. We stopped at Kroger's at the ATM machine, Tammy the Timeless Teller, for him to get his money out. Right. And Paul said, hey, see if you can guess my number. And so I said, okay. So I put in four numbers. He said, oh man, that's amazing. You got three right. Try it again. So I said, okay. So I put in four numbers. Oh, you only got two right. And uh, try it one more time. So I said, okay. I put in four numbers. It comes up. Your account has been locked. Uh -oh. You can't get the money out. You can go to the bank on Monday to get the money. And we have to go out with our two girlfriends and say, we got no money. We're going back home. There's nothing. We were we messing can... around and we got the code wrong and they locked <laughs> it us out. It was not a happy, e it was not a good evening. It was not fun. <laughs> you know, I think about that often and think how many times we have this amazing resource available to us. God wants to comfort us and, and care for us and give us an escape mm. in a very uh, treacherous world. And we just keep punching numbers and fooling around and not take advantage of this wealth of resource that we have available to us. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, how God gives us places to relax and how gives us, he gives us opportunities to escape. I think it's going to be a fun, fun conversation today. Yeah, this is going to be a really good episode. Great. Let's get started. Now, I'm really excited for you to meet one of our staff members, Kevin Bolton. My name is Kevin Bolton. I am one of the counselors here at Branches Counseling Center. Actually, under supervision for counseling right now, I've been counseling for about a year and a half. Uh, my first career, however, was in music therapy. Uh, one of my goals as a, um, as a therapist is to be able to combine what I know as a music therapist with counseling and use it together that way. So I reached out to Branches as a referral source, and whenever I, I went for my internship, uh, I realized that they were the ones that I wanted to be with. Okay, here's Kevin Bolton. Whenever it comes to using music in relaxation, what, I, what I'm not going to do today is I'm not going to give you a bunch of exercises that you can do. There's lots of really good ones out there, like uh, um, uh, progressive muscle relaxation. You have guided imagery, uh, uh, deep breathing, things like that. Uh, what I want to do is to enhance those relaxation exercises with music. Uh, music's a wonderful way to be able to enhance what we do. Um, 
one of the great parts about music is it can help us get into that altered state of consciousness that is uh, that's needed for good relaxation. So when it comes to using music for relaxation, we are again trying to get into this altered state of consciousness. So we want to have our, the music that we do or that we play match that altered state. So. If I'm listening to music that's enjoyable to me and it's relaxing, then you, you don't, if it's not broke, you don't fix it. Well, we, we want you to use those kind of things. This in particular is whenever that music doesn't work anymore. I'm so stressed that actually I want to turn my music off. So I'm going to give you some guidelines on how to match music with that altered state of consciousness we're trying to get to with relaxation. Okay, so there's a couple things. The first thing I would say is you want to find music that has a very small rhythmic component or, or no rhythm at all. The simple way of putting it is you want music that's going to make you want to sit still. Uh, rhythm energizes both the mind, body, and spirit. When we're trying to relax, that's actually counterproductive. We want to have something that's going to not have those elements in it. So you think about like a steady drum beat. That can actually be very grounding uh, whenever it comes to relaxation, and I would recommend it. What I'm talking about with rhythm is something more like a groove. When you listen to it, you want to move. That energizing of, of mind, body, and spirit, we want to not do those things with relaxation. The second recommendation I would have is you want music that doesn't have lyrics in it. Now, the reason why that's an issue is because we are trying to get into an altered state of consciousness, which, by the way, that what that means is that I'm not fully awake, but also not asleep. Uh, whenever we listen to language through something like lyrics, we are in that fully awake state of mind. Put simply, lyrics make your brain work too hard. Um, so you want to decrease lyrics or completely eliminate it. There is one exception to that. Um, music that's actually in a foreign language that you're not familiar with. So one of my favorite go-to ones is uh, Gaelic. Another one is uh, is Latin. The reason why I go to them is I really know no words in that language. And uh, studies have shown that if you listen to music in a foreign language, the brain processes it the same way it would just straight instrumental music. The third thing to be aware of is you want music that is predictable. Um, kind of the, the simple way of putting that is you want music that within the first five seconds of the piece of music, you know what the entire piece is going to do. It, it's nothing that's going to be surprising. Uh, notes that all of a sudden go way lower than what the, the song has in it, or way higher. Adding an instrumental element to it that is unknown or unfamiliar. Anything that's unpredictable in that. You, you want it to be something that, that's going to be grounding and is not going to pop you out of that altered state of consciousness like we've been talking about. So again, no rhythm, no lyrics, predictability. The last one I wanted to mention is you want music that it actually connects with relaxation to you. Now everybody's different. Uh, what's relaxing to me is not necessarily relaxing to you. I did a uh, relaxation exercise with some clients many years ago and almost everybody there uh, thought that it was very relaxing. Now what I used was soft piano music. Now, the problem is there was at least one person in that room that thought it sounded like a funeral. Um, so obviously they didn't relax. It's got to connect with you from a relaxation standpoint. Okay, I want to give you just a few samples of uh, music that fits, or one sample at least, that fits this criteria. I'm going to play a little bit of it uh, to give you an idea of the kind of music that we're talking about. And here's the sample. So this particular piece of music uh, is predictable has no lyrics, and I would venture a guess and say that you're not wanting to dance around when you hear it. 
that's an example of music that I was talking about. Okay. The last thing just to be aware of, and this is just a common um, misconception, and that's that if it is classical music, it's relaxing. So I'm going to play a piece of music that is classical music uh, because I want to kind of debunk this myth for just a second. So you can see the music's predictable. Uh, it's got very little rhythm. Uh, it's got no lyrics. It seems to be relaxing. Let's listen to the rest of it. So as you can see, music that uh, is classical may appear like it's going to be very relaxing, but make sure you listen to the entire piece. It's called Haydn's Surprise Symphony, and you can probably take a guess why that's the case. But anyway, hopefully this is helpful. You can plug any of these elements of relaxation into uh, any relaxation exercise that you do. Do this with deep breathing. Um, do this with uh, guided imagery. You put any one of these relaxing pieces of music in with that, it's going to enhance what you're trying to do and help you get into that altered state of consciousness that we've been talking about. Man, I feel relaxed just from listening to Kevin talk about that. The music is such a soothing tool that God gives us. And part of what it helps us to do is escape. So listen to this really fun interview that I did with Jared Dallenhauer about the escape rooms and how God allows us to escape. I am here with uh, a good friend, becoming a better friend all the time, Jared Dallenhauer. Uh, as he said in another conversation we had, we're not going to take the time to spell his name. You'll have to, you can good see luck. that in the... Good luck with that. Either Google it or do it in the show the notes. The escape so. rooms might be easier than my last <laughs> That's name. That's right. Let's do that. And so speaking of escape rooms, I'm, I'm here sitting in the... The, the brain center. The control room. The control room of the Murfreesboro Escape Center. It is, there's a plethora of post-it notes. I can just tell you, every color post-it note you can imagine all over the place. Uh, but I, I am fascinated with this kind of whole industry of, of escape rooms that yes. is really, it seems to be exploding. And you were kind of on the ground floor of the Middle Tennessee area. I think yes. you said there was one in Nashville when you started all this. But let's let's back up before that. You weren't born in an escape room. <laughs> Didn't start out that. You went to Baylor University. Yes. Did your graduate work there. Yes. Uh, became involved in, in uh, student, student uh, affairs. affairs. Higher education, yes. And uh, and then became a, worked in the administration for uh, a, a university here in Tennessee, Union yes. University. Um, I, I, my guess is you were great with students. They liked you and you liked them. I bet that was a lot of fun. We, we did. We had a lot of fun together. And I, was, uh, I, I oversaw everything that was uh, new student orientation, welcome week, wow. and then the, the student activities council, which is where I've, the birth of escape rooms started yeah, for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, uh, and I think, I think most college kids are like that, but we come into the uh, university setting, we're young, we're, we're a little bit nervous, intimidated, and then this guy comes up and leads us through the process, and he becomes our hero, 
and only 10 or 15 years later do we realize that guy's about six months older than I am. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> you know? It was true. It was true. My my when I started, I was 24 years old, and you know my seniors were uh, 22. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but to a freshman, you look like you were 50. You know this guy. I, I know. <laughs> well, I think a lot of my students thought I thought I was just another student walking around the first day, and then they're like, "Oh, this guy's this guy's on staff." What? That's neat. That's great. So that that being at Union University somehow unfolded into escape rooms tell me tell me how that happened yeah so like like I always say like I, I had no intention of being an entrepreneur it just kind of found me and uh, we were working at Union University we had an event from the previous year that we decided to discontinue because of low attendance mm -hmm. and uh, the administration above me said hey we need a, you to figure out a new event to slide into this part of the calendar and I came to my students and I said, what do you guys want to do? And they said, we have no idea. And I was like, <laughs> awesome. That's, that's the mark of that, a great leader. <laughs> that's the mark of a great leader. So we were looking around something fun and creative to do. We knew we were going to partner with uh, a nonprofit in town to raise money for them. Yeah. And um, just surfing the internet one day and found this thing called an escape room. Started reading about it. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> locked in a room, solving puzzles, racing against the clock. And you had a a great love for puzzles yeah. and that kind of thing anyway. I'm, a, I'm a, uh, a born again gamer. <laughs> I've been playing video games and board yeah. games since I was a young child and I just love the good challenge of a puzzle. Yeah, okay. Um, so I, I had already, was already doing that and then um, I kind of just hit me one day. I said, hey, students, uh, would you guys be willing to like do this? And they were uh -huh. like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, I've talked to housing. Housing is willing to give us this empty dorm this year. Let's build escape rooms into the storm. Wow! And I had about three or four of them that didn't were crazy enough to join me on uh -huh. that adventure. And I said, okay, I, for the sake of time and understanding, I'm going to build a room, and the three of you are each going to build your own rooms. Wow! So I actually had three students <laughs> step up, and we built a um, we built a artist studio. I had an art student that built an artist studio right. escape room. I had uh, another one of my students build a Christmas-themed escape room. I built one called the Professor's Quarters, <laughs> and then we collectively kind of teamed up to build this one called the Empty Room. Wow. Uh, and so when you say build, you mean you come up with the clues yes. and the ideas and, and yeah. We all just, developed yeah. puzzles and we had a... We had we had baby cameras in the room, which is how we would <laughs> the watch the thing. baby yeah. monitors in the room, which is how we would watch people. And yeah, uh -huh. we we just kind of that's amazing. figured it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is so neat. And it was a glowing success. Yeah, we we were. Uh, if you don't know anything about Jackson, Tennessee, there's mm -hmm. about sixty thousand people in that town. Right. We were charging five dollars a person. Right. And uh, I think by the end of the week, two weeks that we were open, we had. Two thousand twenty-five hundred dollars to give to charity. Wow! Like we that, were, we, it was slammed. <laughs> yeah, it was. That wild. is a neat thing. So you, you, it was so much fun, and you were so good at it. How did that transition happen from there to to where you are now? So I was just excited that the event went well. Mm -hmm. I shut down. I was ready to move on to the next event. Right. My once business partner, when we all started, I went into his office. His name's Lee. Lee was the director of discipleship at Union. I sat down with him. We were still good friends. Mm -hmm. He said, hey, tell me about how that went. So we're just shooting the breeze. And he was like, wait, you had 500 people come <laughs> through in two weeks? Yeah. And I was like, 
yeah it was a really great event and yeah. he was like well and i can see his his <laughs> mind working well how many of those people were students and about how many people were off campus and he was like well about 40% of the people were just people that had seen it through the nonprofit wow, advertising yeah, it. Uh -huh. And he was like, hmm. So we, we kind of let that go. I think a day or two later, he was like, hey, come talk to me again. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, I'm not a puzzle person. You're a puzzle person. He was like, yeah. what if we did a pop-up? Yeah. Like, what if we found some crazy landlord in town to give us a space for a month and we ran this thing for a month? Just see if it works. He Just was to the, see if it works. Like the entrepreneur driver. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He was, him, and his wife more, his his wife is an entrepreneur, went MBA, uh -huh. all of that. Yeah. I, and um, my wife and I are from education backgrounds. Right. Um, so he said, if you'll be our puzzle person, we can figure all of this out. We'll uh -huh. probably have to throw a little bit of our own money. I think he said, I think at worst we break even. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's see how it goes. So there we were in little Jackson, Tennessee, uh -huh. and we built this pop-up and we opened it up for the game plan was to open it up for two weeks. Uh-huh. It ended up staying open for four weeks due to demand. Yeah. And we would leave our jobs at five o'clock and run it every single night. Oh brother. And Saturdays. <laughs> uh-huh. And it blew up into something to being a business. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's just neat. It's wild. Yeah. And so today you have a, a lot of these. Yes. We have um, currently five, I believe five escape rooms yeah. in Tennessee, between Tennessee and Texas. Uh -huh. And it's morphed into other things like axe throwing and things yeah. of that nature. But well, yeah. that's a natural progression. Natural, <laughs> locking people in rooms to throwing weapons with them. But yeah, yeah. It, 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 is, it has expanded and it has gone from being um, an interest to a side hustle to our full-time career. Oh, that's neat. That's yes. Neat. Um, so, tell a little bit about how it how it works. You, yes. you come in for some of our listeners that have probably never been to an escape room. You come in, there's, you have in, in most locations kind of an assortment of rooms they can choose from. Yes. Um, yeah. And so yeah, if uh, you have the option to pick between a theme that seems more interesting, a level of difficulty that seems mm -hmm. attainable for you, and then yeah, if you uh, if you can't escape in the hour, we just you're done. We we uh, we dispose of you in whatever creative ways that <laughs> you, we can. The axe throwing. Comes the axe throwing <laughs> comes into play at that point. Uh, yeah, a lot of people think it's uh, dark or it's really super family friendly. Yeah, um, I, I do want to say I the. I've heard people say, oh, I can never do that. I'm claustrophobic. It is not that at it all. It is not. The, the rooms are big. and There yeah. are so many safety preca uh, precautions right. in place. Um, there, I, People who say that, um, come give it a try. Yeah. Uh, I think we're thinking of the old haunted house kind yes, of thing. Where you it's can't not, leave. Yeah, and somebody jumps out no. and scares you. Yeah, it's really, it is. My family, my grandkids, we've all been through it. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. The, law, the law dictates that we cannot keep you <laughs> <laughs> keep you in. There is that little thing. There is that. Anytime you want to walk out, you can feel free to walk out. Yeah, that's neat. So they, they, they choose a room and then they have a series of puzzles that yeah. they kind of have to work through, clues to uh, the goal is hence the name to escape from that yes. from that ring you are either um I, it's it's one of three things you are either on a narrative storyline to it, the reason behind the story is getting out right number two is you're on a narrative driven line to like find something 
that would then end the game. So kind of a mission is what I would call it versus an escape. Or we're actually experimenting with some newer games where you don't escape. Uh -huh. You do spend an hour in the game, but you're trying to rack up as many points okay. as you yeah. can in an hour. And then it's more competitive so you can kind of compare yourself in terms of points versus time with other people. And you were showing me, as we kind of took a tour before we started this, that you even have a room where you can compete in that room. Yes. Two different teams or two people we can competing put against two each other. Room, if you're a competitor out there, yeah. you, we have a, a space where we can lock two teams in the same room exact same puzzles with different answers yeah and we'll see who comes out first yeah oh that's yeah. neat that is so good so it has in 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 our part of middle tennessee at least this has become immensely popular there yes. you you have kind of led the way but there are lots of other kind of escape rooms you have that name but other escape rooms around why do you think that is? Why do you, why do you, this popularity, you think? I have a couple of reasons. Okay. Uh, and this is just me trying to process it. I really think, number one, that people are looking for entertainment where they're at. And when you think about things that you would traditionally do in terms of this style of entertainment, uh -huh. well, you would have to travel to Dollywood. Yeah, right. You would have to go to Disney World. This is bringing an element of magic that we've only seen on a large regional scale, a scale to your yeah. front door. Yeah. So you get to enter into an immersive world, whereas before you'd have to you'd have to go to Orlando to oh, do that. Oh, that is good. Yeah. You know, and that's true. As I think about it, we have done something similar to this in huge amusement parks yes. or something like that so yeah and, that, and that's part of amusement parks is yeah. you're you're um you're seeing and you're investing with your eyes yeah so when you step into an, es an escape room it better be something that you can't put together yeah at your house yeah and i think you see that when you walk around the rooms like, oh yeah oh, I'm it's, in a, it's amazing i'm transported yeah. yeah yeah that's neat good yeah um any other reasons why this is seems to be so popular i think it is also because it is it forces you to put your cell phone down to put your life wow. on, to put your yeah. life on hold for an hour and engage with the people around you. Yeah. And I think we're always searching for that, but it is so difficult to do that at our house where we have our computer, our video games, our our things. I draw a lot of inspiration from those things. Right. But this is a thing where I am literally taking you out of your everyday life and putting you in a world that you didn't create and I'm giving you rules for how you're going to interact yeah. with it. And one of those rules is no cell phones. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. And you leave with something that people intrinsically enjoy, which is intentional time spent with each other accomplishing a task. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's a great mission statement for the yeah. escape rooms. Uh, one of the themes that comes up over and over and over again in this podcast is how we live in such a increasingly digitally connected world, but also increasingly disconnected human face-to-face -face connection world and uh, so I can see the the escape rooms being just valuable for that absolutely it, it meets that need yeah my and again my I did this with my children my grandchildren and in, incredibly fun for my my youngest grandson and I to be crawling around and finding clues and yeah I just I just a really bonding connecting Time, it is. So. It's memorable. You t you talk about it. Yeah. Forever. Like, yeah. oh, if we would have just done that, or oh, you did a really good job yeah. doing that. Yeah. Everybody finds a role. Yeah. That's to, neat. to do. Now we uh, 
we have had another conversation and I don't know I just in in all honesty I don't know which one of these conversations will air first sure but we've had another conversation about Enneagram yes. and that's kind of a, a real expertise of yours and you are more and more teaching and instructing that's how we met through that um, how are those things connected do you see personality types that that gravitate more toward this can you identify them I mean, there's lots of questions in one can you identify different personality types by watching them in the room somebody jumps up takes the lead somebody examines every little thing how what do you what does it tell you about the person i absolutely think that y your personality pl goes into how you approach an escape room. Okay, yeah. Uh, so for uh, like threes are our classic competitive number. Uh-huh. Uh, threes just want to get out of the room. Doesn't matter <laughs> Doesn't matter what it takes. This is not about the experience. This is about winning. This, this is about winning. This is about getting out of the rooms. They could leave that room and not remember a detail except that they won the room. That's Other people good. just want to soak in the storyline. Yeah. And more so just in how that person approaches a puzzle how they are approaching the people around them right. on that puzzle because a lot of if, if if you don't work together as a team in an escape room you're not getting out mm -hmm. you're not getting out mm -hmm. so it's really been fun well, over good. the past yeah. five years to sit and watch how people handle the other people in their room in relation to the puzzle versus just the puzzle yeah yeah we approach this podcast from this aspect of faith everything has God attached to it mm -hmm. there, there I mean whatever you do whether it's video games or sure. or taking a walk with you everything has God attached to it 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 seems to me that there is kind of this great God metaphor in these escape rooms that I am I'm really it's a, it's kind of a little bit about life. I'm trying to take the clues that God gives me mm -hmm. and find the the most direct path to the the goal, which is not just to escape this world, but in some ways it's it's to make the world a better place at least. Yes. Uh, what about the spiritual connotations? I know I'm asking no, you. No, this a lot. is What great. about the spiritual connotations of this? I think it puts us in touch with this concept of the fact that we worship of God of order and that we enjoy mystery in relation to order. Wow, good. So, um, I've, I'll talk about it in relation to, to escape games. If you play a terrible escape game mm -hmm. where the puzzles don't make sense, where you're, you can't understand something, you leave with this sense of frustration, um, uh, lack of gratitude, um, but the best games that the people enjoy, whether you are wow. a Christian or not, right. are the ones that invite you into a story, yeah. build out this world, but there's an order and an understanding to what you're doing. And it, it and it's not fully spelled out. It's not right. like me hand-holding you saying you need to do this. It is you figuring out in a pre-built system what to do. Yeah. And if you can do that, your level of enjoyment increases. And I think the same is wow. true inside and outside of an Man, escape room. Good, yeah. It's 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 we worship this God of order and we can't see it all. Right. You didn't put the system together, but you enjoy it putting that and understanding what is going on. Yeah. And when you do that, you have this appreciation for the builder. Yeah. Right? Oh if, good. If I yeah. do my job right, if I do it to an excellent level, you leave that game saying, that was fantastic. Yeah. Like, it all made sense. It was all put together. Boom. 
like yeah. same same thing we look at the world around us the mystery around us in the world and we're and and it leads us almost to this worshipful state to say like the order that there is yeah the things this leads to this the the linear nature of some things and it, I, I i think that is one of the biggest things like if you're if you're in my point of view to say like there is there is a lot of order wow what a great man that is great that was deep that is really good dear and yeah I, I, so in many ways our goal in life is just to seek to understand as best we can the clues that god that a loving god has laid before us follow the path he's laid out and the and the closer i come to that the more fulfilling life is yeah you know, i say a lot of times to people this this whole christian thing life is just better when i live in that way yes. than when i don't and so it's man this is a lot about just discovering this path that god has laid out for us that's neat i had i didn't even think that we would go there when i started yeah. that question but that's that's powerful I, and i think about that a lot because i think it's tempting to think the world is um, chaotic and i think for some of us it is but um the world is always better when there's some order yeah. Um, when there's something to it and you experience that in an escape game like if, you, if I gave you a chaotic escape game you would say that's garbage yeah you would not like yeah. it you would leave here wanting it has to money make back. sense it has so, to make yeah. sense yeah so I think we are always searching whether we're in an escape room or out of an escape room for those answers that's neat um, you'll probably find more of them in an escape room than you will you'll find all of the if you get out you've discovered all the answers in an escape room but life. life isn't so easy yeah that's true man that is so good thank you for taking the time doing this Jared, this has been great. I've thoroughly enjoyed my, my morning with you. Thanks for taking the time, and hopefully we can talk about other things again. I would love that, Mike. Anytime, man. I appreciate you inviting me into this. This has been awesome. That was a great conversation about escape rooms. I have to confess, that's something I'd never heard of until the last few years. It's really become in vogue, and, and uh, I've done it with my family, a great place to escape. More than that, you know, what difference does that make? More than that, it's a reminder that God's desire for us is to find those places to come away, to relax. He said to the disciples so many times, come away with me. He says to us, come to me all ye who are burdened and heavy laden and I will give you rest. God's plan for you in this very, very busy and stressful world, God's plan is to have this place where you can escape in Him. I hope that you'll take the time to do that today and rest in Him. Well, thanks so much for being a part of What Difference Does That Make? Uh, remember, if you'd like to know more about Branches or you'd like to order the book, the John book, you can go to uh, BranchesCounselingCenter.com website, BranchesCounselingCenter.com, uh, or there'll be uh, a link in the show notes. We're so glad that you are part of this today. I can't wait to be with you next time. And remember, love yourself today because God does. What Difference Does That Make with Dr. Mike Courtney is part of the Mana 3 Media Network. It is hosted by Dr. Mike Courtney and is produced and edited by me, David Wilkinson. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We'd love for you to subscribe to What Difference Does That Make wherever podcasts are downloaded. Be sure to check out our episode show notes. 
Special thanks to Kevin Bolton and Jared Dauenhauer for being on the podcast. You can learn more about Branches Counseling Center on Facebook and Instagram, and you can check out more podcasts by Mana3 Media, including my own, Dad Matters, on Instagram, at mana 3 Media. That's M-A-N-A, the number three, media. New episodes of What Difference Does That Make drop bi-weekly every other Wednesday, so join us again in two weeks.